Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back, everybody. I cannot tell you how fucking ecstatic I am to be here. We took a few weeks off feeling refreshed, lots of new things that are happening, um, but welcome. This is Trauma Drama. My name is Kaylee, and this is Nick. Um, what's going on with you, Nick? I've missed you. I know. Nothing much. Um, okay. I did sprain my ankle. That's literally the only thing happening to me right now. Um, I did it surfing, so I, didn't I was mean pretty to cool. laugh. Like the fact that that was my first reaction. <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. I'm hobbling around, yeah. and it's Labor Day. Right. I get to go to work today. I am currently working in a restaurant, so I get to serve yeah. on a twisted ankle. So I don't know how it's gonna work. Yeah, but I'll figure it out. I guess. I'm really sorry to hear that. That sucks. I mean, did there's it- just no, there's there's literally no one else. Like if I call, like I think I'm one of two servers tonight. Damn. So if I call out, there's only one person. So I don't fuck. Know. And you I can't. Feel up. And you can't necessarily just hobble around right like no i have to like haul ass <laughs> like Huck. wow so i don't know i might have to bring like a fucking skateboard yeah or something because like, <laughs> it's there's no way it's not going to get more swollen as i start walking around on it what if you do a scooter i could use a scooter really like cool. the ones where my where my knee is yeah, like on like it bend. you'd probably get a yeah. lot of good sympathy tips I probably would. There's a bunch of ramps because it's like handicap yeah, accessible I've, now. I've been there. I see the ramps. Yeah, yeah. Them. So that's I crazy. might get a lot of speed though. That's pretty crazy. Oh, could you? I, I could know. literally picture you barreling down the ramp. Anyways, we're already getting off track. Um, <laughs> okay. What about you? What's up? What's um, up with you? I think you have something to say. I have lots of things to say. Why were we off for two weeks? Uh, this is gonna be just for everyone who's listening. This is gonna be some pretty serious drama. So open up your mm-hmm. ears. Like, this is about to be it. But I am newly single. So, and, and who was your boyfriend? <laughs> I actually just broke up with our producer. Um, and so we ended our relationship after a little bit over a year of being together. Um, and I am doing okay. I think I've, I've already had a lot of therapy appointments. I've already had a lot of support from friends. Um, Alana actually came out and visited um, and stayed for the weekend and helped me like rearrange the house. And um, I don't want to interrupt you mm-hmm. right now, but I do want like, what about me in this? Like, <laughs> can we talk about how it's affecting me and the podcast? And Nick, can... what the fuck? <laughs> this is exactly why I needed at least two weeks away from you when I was yeah, in a fragile I... state. Like this explains it. The fact that I understand. I mean, at least you have self. <laughs> at least you know, like self awareness is key. Um, but this is really impacting Nick. It's true. I mean, you're not wrong, Nick. Um, because <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Johnny moved back to California, so yes. I'm in Colorado. Johnny's back in so California. Maybe a little more background. Yep. I, I think we've mentioned it. Johnny is like my childhood best yep. friend, and then you two met at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you guys hit it off. So yep. he was doing us a solid and kind of hooking us up with free editing, free producing, mm-hmm. and now. Nick has to go and figure out who is now going to produce and pay, which obviously I have as we're recording right now. Right. But so anyways, how are you doing? (laughs) 
<laughs> just a little flex of your own. Just a little bit. No, like, no, no, no. it can't be about me. It has to be about you. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. <sighs> I'm the host. You're my co-host. What? That's We're in a fucking fight. That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. I actually always oh. introduce myself first and you last, so. I know. Get off your high I horse. allow it. Whatever. I allow it. <laughs> But as you can see, we've already come back with some really toxic energy, which is really exciting. I think I haven't mm-hmm. had an outlet for the past two weeks of this. And so I'm so excited to yeah. dive in and like really talk shit, really be No, I'm super excited too, yeah. especially for today's show. Yeah. Um, it's going to be awesome. We're going to start out with trauma or drama, which I don't think we've done yet. No. So that segment is more like it's up to, for you as mm-hmm. the listeners to decide, like, was that trauma or was that just drama yeah so that'll be fun we both have stories for that which is pretty cool yes um and then our main topic for the the day is ending relationships Mm -hmm. obviously pretty fitting (laughs) but it goes like so much more relationships with friends yeah old co-workers parents anything really toxic that needs to end Mm -hmm. right right my past has affected it definitely all that stuff we're going to be covering um, and then we're going to finish off with deep cuts and hard truths, which I also think is new. Yeah. We so really. That one's, yeah. That one's super fun. It's just basically like, hey, this is like a, a fact or like a very accepted opinion. Mm. Like, let's let's deal with it and just move on. The fact that you're already introducing it as fact or opinion it makes me so excited to just light you up later. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I said a highly accepted. <laughs> Fuck opinion. off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, with that in mind, go. Do you want to start that's, with your trauma or drama, Nick? Yeah, I'll okay. start with mine. Um, sh- oh, let me pull up the message. This one actually was written into us, mm. but I'm using my phone to record. So hold on, let me find it. Okay, so this was between a mom and a daughter. Mm-hmm. So the mom is like, "Okay, let's go shopping for school." Okay. Um, the daughter says, "Okay." <laughs> they get to the store. The daughter picks up sticky notes, throws them in the cart. Okay. The mom says, oh, well, I guess I won't eat dinner then. So my understanding of this is the mom invited the daughter to go school shopping and then is complaining, making the daughter feel guilty when she's buying school supplies. (laughs) So... Trauma or drama? Posted note? That's very... Yeah. Just little sticky notes. Oh, these are going to be great. Oh, I guess I... I won't eat dinner then if you want to splurge like that. I mean, first and foremost, I want to say that I am sorry to whoever this happened to. To the person that felt manipulated by their mom or support system in that way is pretty devastating. And I would consider that some pretty deep trauma. I think that that's... I agree. Assuming assuming that it's real. Yeah. But I mean, we're going to treat them all as they are real. Yeah. I think that would be trauma. I think in the moment, though, that's a little dramatic of the mom. I agree. Mom. I agree. So is it, it's probably from the mom's trauma, mm. maybe, mm-hmm. that now she's like being dramatic or, right. I don't know, she might be being dramatic, but it will definitely cause some trauma for the daughter, depending the age. Mm. They'll be a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. Et cetera. Wow, that's really. Do you have anything else to say about that one? I, I have a lot of things, a lot of thoughts, but I also realize like, I you said it all. Like I think you're right. It's like dramatic of the the mom or the person that was doing that, but it's also traumatizing for for that person to experience that they can't get what they feel is a need, you know? And I think that's yeah, the like, underlying meaning of like of how that situation could be traumatic is like just your needs not being met. 
Yeah, don't invite me to do something nice and yeah. then make me feel guilty about it. Yeah, basically. fuck. I would like to or, put that on a t-shirt. Don't invite me unless you're going to be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really fragile. <laughs> I know you are. It's okay. Thank you. Okay, let's distract you. What's your trauma or drama? So you're going to fucking love this, Nick. And I, I, we forgot to say in the beginning that both of these stories are stories that we've never heard before. So I've never heard that story from Nick. And um, uh, Nick has never heard this story that I'm about to tell. So I want to administer a trigger warning because it also is rooted in violence. <laughs> trigger warning for those listening. Trigger warning, trigger warning. This is related to, yes, related to violence. It ends in violence. Um, so I apologize if this is harmful to anybody, but it is the gnarliest fucking story I've ever heard. So I was in Denver this last weekend, like having what I called my Denver bender, and I mm. was having a great time. We were going out. I drinking. like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> also, self-awareness is key. So had, yeah, absolutely. had a little Denver bender. Um, and met a lot of cool people. So I went up with my coworker um, who introduced me to a lot of her friends. And we spent yesterday at a friend's like backyard pool. Like that was our day for yesterday. It okay. was like pool day. It was so fun. Labor um, Day celebration? Yeah. Or? yeah. And it was um, me and my coworker and then her two old roommates and then one kind of like outsider new friend. And as, okay. as you can imagine, this outsider new friend is who this story is about. Um, <laughs> that outsider new friend isn't you. No, no, it's okay. truly okay. A, it's truly an anonymous person. We can uh, we can give them a name if you would like for the sake of the story. Um, I like Sarah. Oh, it's actually a male identifying person. We can. Uh, call I don't them- know why I assumed it was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel. Okay, Samuel. So we can say this: Samuel was house sitting at this house, and um, invited us over to ha- to like use the pool of this house that he was house sitting at. And it's fucking nice, like really, really cool house, really cool pool. It was a great time. Um, We got there. This actually isn't the story, but it's a pretty funny situation. We got there and found out that he had actually flooded one of the rooms. Um, And he had spent a lot of his day drywalling from the damage that he had done from flooding (laughs) this person's house. So he was like actively drywalling and we're like goggles on, like diving for rings in the pool. It's pretty serious. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty serious. Oh, my God. So, anyways, moral of the story. We make pina coladas. We're having a great time. Um, Samuel finishes drywalling and comes to join us. And we were sitting around having some beers. And I was like, oh, let's, like, learn about each other. And, of course, me administering, um, like, discussion questions is very much, yeah, like, absolutely. my alley of, like, mandatory yeah. fun. So, I was like, so let's talk about our worst sex stories and one of the other oh, one okay. of the other persons that was around said like yes worst sex stories trauma excluded and i said wow thank you that's very trauma informed of you yes worst <laughs> sex stories trauma excluded so we're going around i tell my story which is a story for another time i tell my story molly or i'm sorry my coworker tells her story we're all going around and then samuel is like you know i don't really have one like i can't really think of a good story i can't i'm not sure so we were like, oh, no worries. Like, that's totally fine. So we go around, we go around. And then <laughs> he was like, actually, like, I kind of forgot about this. But I actually think I do have one. And I was like, <laughs> cool. That's really exciting. Like, let's tell it. Yeah. And it is fucking outrageous. Like, he starts by saying, for a period of time, I was having really angry sex with this person. And Holy I was shit. like, okay. 
And he was like, yeah, so we, you know, we were at like a retreat or something where we were in a hotel and it, like other friends were in other hotel rooms, but it was just like this person and I in this hotel room. This is where the violence comes in. So, okay. I'm like getting nervous telling it because it's a pretty good story. So um, he's like, yeah, it started with like us just getting into this really big fight and like glass was thrown. Pictures were thrown. There's oh my God. shattered glass all over the floor. Um, and I got really fucking mad at her for like walking on the glass. And I was like, don't fucking walk on the glass. And I, all of us are just sitting there like, dude, what is this person Holy talking shit. about? And how, how was it that like you forgot about this? So anyways. Yeah. Like, talk about trauma or drama. So anyways, moving forward. That's not even the best part. So moving forward, I shouldn't say best part. That's not even the biggest part of the story. No, it's okay. I mean, this is when I'm most intrigued. So that was the best part up to now. Continue. So then he says, then we started having really angry sex. And we were on the bed having really angry sex. And um, there was, like, drugs and alcohol that were involved. Um. And this person that I was having sex with, like, really likes to be choked. Like, that's something that they're into. And we were all like, okay, yeah, like, still, what is the worst part of the story? Like, mm-hmm. so far, it's the broken glass, but that's, like, an, a, you know, a thing for I'm imagining time. him throwing her, assuming it's a, a female, uh-huh. through, like, drywall or right. something and just, like, going after it. So, so he's telling the story, and he's like, yeah, so I'm choking her, and I'm choking her, and I'm choking her. And then she stops breathing. Holy shit. He Holy fuck. killed her. He killed her. Oh, my God. <laughs> he fucking killed you her. Re- you have to release a time of <laughs> orgasm. We know this. He fucking killed her. And he was like, he's like, yeah, all of a sudden she wasn't breathing. All of a sudden she wasn't moving. And so I had to resuscitate her. Good oh, my thing God. I was a lifeguard. I started <laughs> resuscitating her. And everybody and in the circle she was came- just like. She lived at the end she of this lived. before I continued to make she jokes. Lived. So she came back to life. Then he comes. <laughs> Did she ever come? <laughs> I walked away. I could. I was like, you're a murderer. Uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. And then I guess it was like a, my hands are shaking. I guess it was like a, I'm going to, and then he was like, yeah, then I just like kind of held her for the rest of the night and like coached her through breathing until it, like the sun rose. Oh my God. Just a casual Tuesday afternoon. And I like that don't guy. know, what the like, fuck? do I need to report this? Like, what kind of follow up do I need to do? I, I, you're the first person, and now all of our listeners are the first. This is the first thing I've, I've, uh, first people I've told about this. So that's super intense. I mean, you hear stories about people accidentally committing suicide by trying to do that, and they like slip off their chair and they just basically hang themselves. But like, have someone else do that? Like, that's pretty violent sex. Like. She died. I mean, that's the equivalent of like, oh, I love to be smacked. And someone brings a cinder block to the bedroom and just hits me over the head with it. <laughs> like, no, I wanted to be smacked, not knock the fuck out. I have n- never heard anything like that before. I'm, I'm low-key sweating, too. I know. And I don't want to, <laughs> I like, with that story, I have a lot of things to say, right? Like, I never want to shame anybody's kinks in sex. And if there are people, Absolutely if there are not. people in the audience that have... Certain kinks, I don't want you to feel shameful for this story or for something that you may like or enjoy. But I And also- if your kink is dying during sex and your thing is the comeback of it, like good to like yeah. good for you. And those maybe things might exist. Have some of that in yeah. let's have some of that in writing. But and let the other yes. person know. Yes. Yes. 
and not in a violent way. And that's the part that I felt was the most triggering was the amount of violence. Wait, but what if? But if, what if your thing is the violence? Then that's to each their own. But what I because like I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds Nick. and there's a lot of sexual sadists and that's what they get out of it. Yeah. So it's like I'm like literally I'm so. Were you expecting this story? No. <laughs> No, that was crazy. I was like, okay, I've got to fake a reaction to this stupid ass story, but that was really good. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I also want to say that like I never want to endorse or make fun of violence or domestic violence. And it is very serious. And if it is something that's impacting you, like we want to respect it and acknowledge it and provide resources and all those things. And so um with that in mind, I wanted to say those two things, like this type like this type of violence was just that like it was very serious violence and i i don't feel i don't know i feel like good about telling the story because one i wasn't involved and i think it's a good story Wait, what do you mean it was it was serious violence like that is violence in the bedroom like the fact that there was anger there there might not have been intent but that was at least manslaughter yeah, when you're when there's anger before yeah. that, did they have any sexual relations before that event? Yeah, they've been having. I guess they had, he had said that they've been having sex for a long time because he knew that that's what she liked was to be choked. So right, I don't know. The, I think it's a gray area. I, I think, think it would go like if you sent that to a jury. I think it's fifty fifty. I think they're like no, like you got the people who are like well, no, she likes to be choked. Sorry, he took it too far. Like maybe he just held on for like a second too long. Like I don't know. That's a hard. If they both agreed yeah. on the violence in the bedroom, is it really a violent act? Because right. it's it's not really violent and, anymore. And like, I'll never see this person again. I will never be in the same room as this person. And so I also am like, you told the story, and the fact that he was like, oh, actually, I just forgot. I forgot that yeah. this happened. Shit, not not a big deal. It's a boring story, but I killed someone pre-climax. <laughs> what? I the everybody that was around the table was just like. That's really serious. And like nobody yeah. la nobody laughed and he was like, huh, no. yeah. And then he like walked away and kept drywalling. So Oh my God. That was a really good trauma drama. What do you which, think? Is it trauma or uh, drama? Obviously I think it's trauma, but <sighs> fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it would have to go to like what what like what gets them going sexually and yeah. then why. Yeah. To for me to make the claim if it's trauma. I don't have enough information. That's fucking gnarly. Isn't that crazy? That was really good. <laughs> uh, well, if anybody else has any stories, please email us or DM us at traumadramapodcast at gmail.com. If you can um, top my murder story, let me know. Yeah, that's really fucking good. Um, <laughs> okay, well, let's transition to our topic about ending relationships. Are you feeling ready to do that? Are you still? I'm ready. ready? I don't. I, I'm ready. I just okay. don't know where we're going to start. Yeah, you're not. Oh, I like that we're both drinking from K mugs. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love this. This one's from Disneyland. Yeah. Um, no, I think like that is a very real, like I'm still reeling from that story and from my, you know, my Denver Bender weekend. But, um, yeah, I think like, I think it's fair. I to mean, I think you have, have to start this one out because yeah. you did just end a significant yeah. relationship. Yeah. No. And so I can, I can start. I will say I will be, first of all, officially ending my relationship with um, Samuel, the person that oh, committed this yeah, murder. Absolutely. So I want to say that first and foremost. That's the easiest. Okay, how would you do how would you do that? <laughs> Never contact him again? Okay, good. Never. It wasn't even it wasn't even his house. Don't even have his phone yeah. number. Don't even know his last name. Like never again. So anyways. Um we uh, yes, yeah, so I did just end a serious relationship. Um 
Johnny and I were together, like I said, for over a year. We lived together in Colorado. Um, we lived together for about six, seven months. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the reason I wanted to talk about it today was because it has provoked a lot of trauma response for me. You know, going through any sort of gotcha. transition, but also going through ending a relationship means having to think through what my trauma brain is doing and what I'm, yeah. what I'm actually feeling or what I actually want to do. I get a sense we're almost about to deviate oh. and talk about the trauma response after mm. ending a relationship. So do we want to talk about that or do we want to talk about the act of ending a relationship? What comes before you end it? Mm. How did you mentally prepare? What was that last thing that pushed you over the edge? Definitely. Do we want to do that or do we want to focus on how your trauma brain, mm. our trauma brain reacts to the actual yeah. ending of a relationship? Good catch, Nick. Yeah. I think I want to do both. And I think we should start with like what you had said, the beginnings. Yeah. The... Okay. Let's start. Yeah. That sounds good. So what was it for you mm. when you finally knew yeah. that you were done with that relationship? Mm-hmm. So, Just so we, don't, we don't want this to be a complaint fest. Right, like, exactly. So I think I, um, what I've explained to Johnny and what I've explained through therapy was that like there was a big inequity in my relationship um, emotionally okay. um, and like in other like, factual senses or like parts of okay. our relationship. Um, Let's talk about the emotional equity mm, real quick for yeah. people who like don't understand. Yeah. I would, I'll use, stop me if I'm okay. wrong, but. My way of thinking about it is like an emotional bank. Yeah. Like, um, let's say your Ooh. love language is, is, yeah, your love language is touch. Ooh. Okay. Mine's not touch. Mm. Okay. But for you to feel loved, I have to touch you. Mm-hmm. So when I hold your hand in public, there's a deposit. Okay. I kiss you. There's a deposit. Okay. So now I'm up 50 cents in the bank. Yep. I want to make sure I don't go negative in the bank. Right. So I just have to keep touching you and keep that up. Yeah. And like, here, here's a bunch of money up front because <laughs> we're going to my family event and uh-huh. I don't want to touch you around my family. So let me give you a ton of attention well, before we go. Is that what you're talking about emotional? That's pretty interesting. And I like that a lot. I think that's a good way to explain it. I also think about like, like um, two cups of water, same analogy, different sort of mm-hmm. like metaphor, right? Metaphor would be like filling up somebody's cup and like leaving you empty and trying to find a balance of like redistributing gotcha. water in two cups. And yeah, I think that's, a good I think example that's, too. yeah, I think at, <laughs> I love and hate the way you add monetary values to most things that we talk about. I, sorry, money's power. I don't understand. <laughs> I, literally every example, it's like, well, think about it this way. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're going to go down that road. Um, I'm really good with money. I guess. You are. I I'm really bad with money. So uh, to each their own. Um, I hip you. Yes. Thank you. Anyways, um, so I had no money left in the bank. I had no water left in my cup. For how long? Um, probably for since since our Mexico trip. So probably since okay. like June. Um, two months. I what is mm-hmm. it? September. It's it yeah. is September. Yeah. Uh, that two months is a long time. Assuming your reasoning mm-hmm. for ending it would be like a normal person if you were communicating mm-hmm. the need and the need wasn't getting met mm-hmm. and it wasn't looking like it was ever going to get met. Mm-hmm. So that was probably where you made your Yep. And that's exactly, and that is that is like the amount of, 
that's a that's an insane amount of growth for me. Like in other relationships that I've yeah, that I've yeah. ended, I've never been able to say the words, I'm not getting enough or I'm not getting mm-hmm. what I need. I need something more or this relationship cannot continue. And that's exactly what happened. I said that and in, in That's amazing. Thank you. And said that in yeah, so many different really so many different ways. Um but what I felt was that it wasn't being received. He didn't understand that. And I also felt like he didn't really take me seriously. And then I came to the point mm-hmm. where I said, okay, needs have not been met. We've had several conversations about this. We've made a plan with still no action and no changes. So this is where our relationship ends. Okay. No, I, I think that's very healthy. And that's, it, you love yourself first. Mm-hmm. You check in with yourself first. Yeah. I think that that's great. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Obviously, yeah, obviously there's two sides to every story. Yeah. We just want to say that. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't care what the other side. I don't care what the other side of the story is. So, like, I mean, when I'm talking to you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it should still be said. I agree, and I none of those things are like a secret. And so I'm like, Johnny will yeah. Johnny will probably listen to this, and we'll be like, yep, that's what happened. Like, that's the exact yep. same thing. So, I think that's another big piece of um, like my trauma around thinking about ending a relationship is like my my little trauma brain cares a lot about what other people think or what other people like say or perceive something to be. Um, and that's a, an area that I have to work on, but it was a very big, like, what will everybody think? What will it be like? Like what, yeah. what's everybody gonna, how is it gonna impact Nick? How is it gonna impact Kayla? How is it gonna impact like my life? And oh, it's it's just a big, like throwing a rock into a pond and not knowing how many yeah. how many ripples you're gonna make, but except I think that's a problem. I think that's a problem with a lot of people just mm-hmm. in general, thinking the world revolves around them. Yeah. Like really, I don't care that you guys broke up. Right. The only part I cared about was the part that affected me. Right. 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 And it's just like, I just want you to be happy or, and I just want him to be happy. Like, I don't really care what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I think that's for most people, but I think we do forget, like mm-hmm. we really worry about what people think. Totally. But most of the time, those, those are like our critics anyway. Yeah. Like the people who actually just support us don't really care. Exactly. And that's what I got from my closest support systems. And every time it surprises me that like my friends continually really do provide um, like unbiased support. And they are really like, yeah. it doesn't really impact me, but I care for you. I want you to be happy. But every time I'm still like, Ooh, what's going to yeah. happen? No, it's scary. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it would go back if we are talking about trauma, like the people closest to you in life mm-hmm. who were supposed to support you didn't. It's mm-hmm. really hard. Mm-hmm. To be like, why would any, why would anybody else? They don't owe me anything. Yeah, or like thinking that people are gonna flop. Like that's something yeah. that is a big part of my experience too. Is like they're gonna say something, but they don't mean it. They're gonna say no. something, and then it's gonna be different, or it's gonna change, and like I'm gonna have to pick up the pieces. Um, again, which is a me issue, but yes, I. Agree. Yeah, well, that was a really good like growth because I've known you. you for a while and seen you in your other relationships. <laughs> and like it has that, not been it's that amazing. Way. <laughs> Yes. No, no. It's amazing because I've seen you like sit on something Thanks. for like a year right. and be like, oh, yeah, it's time. And it's like, okay. It's like, been time. <laughs> yeah, it's been time. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Thank um, you for saying that. That means a lot to me, Nick. I appreciate it. Yeah. Since I'm still in my relationship, the only thing I could add to this would be like friendships or yeah. adults or something in your life totally. who's like Parents, crossing maybe. the line. In, parents and i think a lot of it comes with like emotional growth and Mm. stuff like when you just start like just i don't know growing in like in your world like i'm getting i got married bought a house i'm just like growing and like outgrowing some people and then those relationships just like fizzle out right there's really like nothing you can do right for it the only thing would be if those other people are kind of being like toxic right and not working on themselves right 
And because I think that's our theme here, right? It's like two different sorts of relationship ending is like, is there mm-hmm. a toxicity? Is there a boundary? Is there something that you have to cut off for your own safety and well-being? Or is there like a fizzle out? Our time is just done. Mm-hmm. This isn't what I want anymore. And it, that's what it sounds like. There's two different sides, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And there, I have had friends in the past who like can't put themselves aside from like my happiness. Mm. And it's like, it's like really weird and there's nothing else. And we try to talk it out, try to work out like, am I doing something like what? And it's just like, there's just nothing. Mm. And there, there's nothing they can say. They just like, I'm sorry, like I'll, I'll be better. Mm. And it's like, at what point is it like, sorry, it's kind of like. Too late. It's too late now. Yeah, like it was too late when we were dating. Now she's my wife. Like, sorry, dude. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. The the cool part, which actually I don't like, the only part of my like emotional state that I don't like is I can't control when it gets cut off. Mm. There's something in my head that does and I can feel it coming. And in order for me not to have guilt going forward, I'll let the person kind of know in a in a nice way, I guess. Like, hey, this is we're like running out of time and I can't stop it. Wow. And it's I think it's from surviving like a yeah. traumatic childhood, like having to make those cuts so your brain can make an understanding of yeah. the, like your real life. So wow. I don't know. It's one part of my life that I, I'm not super happy about, but I, I continue to work on it, but I can't stop it. I don't know. Mm. It's really weird. No, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think I can relate to that too. The like onset of a decision. That's something I think that never really gets talked about is how are we like seeing a decision coming and when do we know that it's mm-hmm. our, our correct decision or boundary? Like I, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But part of it for me happens without me doing it. Mm. Like obviously I see everything, I'm looking at it. But then it's happening in my brain. Like, I don't ever sit there and be like, you know what? I think it's time to stop being friends with them. Mm. It's just like, when I make that point, I have emotionally already done it. And it's, yeah, it's it's like, uh, you're done. And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to come back. So, yeah. I mean, I guess wow. it's some emotional decluttering, I guess. Mm. It's not, it's not like that advanced, but I it's like, still like. I like that though. The idea of emotionally decluttering, like that makes a lot of sense to me. And also a great yeah. example that has nothing to do with money. Well done. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I don't even think I could turn that example into a mon- have a monetary value. <laughs> I think if you tried, you could. I could probably. You try. probably could. Um, and so I want to ask you too, like when, when it comes to like, can can we phase into now the like, we make decisions before this happens, yeah, and then like uh-huh. what happens after. So I. Bleh, bleh. I've been watching a lot of vamp. I have a sidebar, and I promise I'll revisit. I've been watching a lot of vampire shit this weekend, so I've just been okay. walking around doing like a blah blah blah. All <laughs> just little oh release. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Um, so when you choose to end that relationship, whether it be toxic or um, just the end of a, that phase of your life. Do you mm-hmm. feel that you can have conversations with those people about like the why? Like, do you ever get the questions or the follow up or the like? What did you like? You did this to me. This is your fault. What did I do wrong to you? Like, do you ever get? I guess retaliation is what I'm asking. Um, my the only example I have. Well, I have a couple examples, mm. but like my my wife and I, we we did break up a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It was only for like a week, and we did meet and talk about what went wrong and how we can fix it. Mm. So it wasn't really toxic. Gotcha. Um, we did run into each other again, mm. and that was when we started dating again. Yeah. So it's like it could have been 
still like toxic like what you were saying right. but it wasn't um i guess with other friends yeah definitely mm-hmm. like friendships that have ended yeah. like hey what happened and it's just like i think what really helps me is i i have the ability to disconnect or compartmentalize mm-hmm. or disassociate whatever words you want mm-hmm. to use for it so i do it with emotion right like, emotion is now gone so then how could i'm not gonna say anything that's really gonna offend them because it's mostly just logic and facts so it's like this happened there's really no gray area. Mm-hmm. This did happen. Like, you're going to argue with right. me about that? No, you're not. So Right. And, like, your, no matter what, your truth is yours. Like, you, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody can say, actually, no, it's different than this unless, Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I always find that to be a point of conflict resolution that people miss is that you can disagree and it can be okay. And you can live in, Absolutely. you can live on disagree Island and have separate islands and not have any boats that go back and forth. And that can be fine. Exactly. And those conversations yeah. are really hard. Yeah. So it's best, I think in some situations to just rely on facts and yeah. leave emotion out of it. Yeah. Um, because then you don't run into that problem. You don't have to navigate that at all. Mm. Um, and I forgot your original question. <laughs> <laughs> about retaliation if it ever has happened. yeah yeah oh okay there was one example <laughs> uh-huh. where um a group of friends we stopped being friends okay. and then i ended up working with one of them mm. and i was fine i was coming back into the work environment that they were already in okay so i was like yeah like this is probably gonna suck but whatever like mm-hmm. i'll play off her lead mm-hmm. like whatever she wants to do if she wants to be nice whatever like whatever and she definitely wasn't mm. was super passive aggressive talking shit like talking shit behind my back to other coworkers who would like come and let me know because like we had worked together before they worked together Damn. so they were like hey nick this is happening just want to let you know and then eventually that person came up to me and apologized for everything with no like i didn't say anything i was just That's letting amazing. everything go because it doesn't really matter hmm. but they apologized for it and were like hey man like i don't know what happened between mm. us but it really bummed me out yeah I, I didn't react well to you coming back to work and I'm sorry. And they took full responsibility for it, which was cool. Yeah. And I feel like my response was pretty good. It was just, I totally understand the decision you had to make right. in our friendship, why we stopped like hanging out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're at work. Like I respect that you have to still go and answer to that friend group yeah. that I'm no longer a part of. Yeah. So I'll just play off your lead. And again, just facts. Wow. All that is she's not going to argue with it because that's factual mm-hmm. but if we start talking about feelings and emotion then it's just like you're not gonna get anywhere oh yeah oh yeah it reminds me i don't want to bring this up and, and trigger you in any way nick but it reminds me of the story you told a few episodes about your mom in the airport <laughs> what about it oh, my god <laughs> it just like i remember you saying a lot of those same words like not bringing emotion into it setting a clear boundary, saying just the things yeah. that you need to say to get through something. And I think that's a that's something really cool I would like to learn more from you or like model more after you is because Take I- Take love off the table. I, I have such a hard time with that. Like everything yeah. about me screams emotions. Like every, mm-hmm. I just pretty much radiate them. But um, I have a hard time being factual and I always cry when people cry. I cry at movies and commercials like- I've I sometimes drown in my empathy, but I think like I want to be like no. That's really that's really good. So I unfortunately think everybody is out to get me. Okay. I, so okay. don't mean to laugh. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. It's hypervigilance. It's from trauma. Yes. Thank you for thinking it's comical. Yeah. Uh, it's what I have to live with. If okay. I had like a five hundred four plan or IEP yeah. plan, like for special education, yeah. it would be like 
doesn't trust anybody. Yeah, needs <laughs> like, <laughs> but but because of that, I take emotion uh, off the table, even though that's mm, an emotional response. Yeah, that is in me, and it is something that I. It was nurtured into me yeah. because of trauma, and I live with it now. So now I've turned it into a different way. So like, I was ready for that conversation with that girl. Damn, I had thought of every possible experience that we could have together how she would approach me how would she like and i thought of everything so when she brought up like when she brought up to my attention i was i mean i blew her out of the water it was insane but i do that with everybody and it's really exhausting i think that's also why i've had some financial success Mm. and because i i planned for literally the end of the world and just i don't know i just thought everybody was out to get me so i i I have a lawyer i have a financial advisor like i have Tax guys, like I just, I built this system around me mm-hmm. to support me because I thought everybody was out to get me. Yeah. T- and that was just, that's straight out of childhood. Like that's not tiny anything I'm proud of. Yeah. It's just who I am. And I've made adjustments. It's no one's problem. Yeah. It's my problem. So I make adjustments. But part of that has really helped me take emotion off the table. I picture like tiny little shields all around you that say <laughs> different things that are in different yeah. places. and. I think I appreciate that that notion though because it it again shows a lot of self awareness and the fact that you are even emotionally literate enough to explain that there is nothing wrong with your stance on ending relationships and your stance on feeling prepared like I think that's really fucking cool because most of the time if people are responding or reacting in a certain way to a relationship ending, like at least for me, I guess I shouldn't say most people, I should say for me, when I'm reacting to a relationship ending, I think a lot of, I get shakier. Like I don't get stronger. I get like, gotcha. could this be right? I don't know what to do. What decisions should I make now? And like forget everything because I think in a lot of relationships, um, I I lose a little bit of my sense of self. Like you, you've watched Parks. Absolutely, you've watched Parks. Absolutely, and, you've watched Parks. Fuck off. You've watched Parks and Rec, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You're my fucking. I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. Keep going. I want to hear. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it, Nick. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, so you know in Parks and Rec when Anne goes to the like yard sale or garage sale and brings her boxes of like boyfriends. Mm. Have you seen? Yeah, that? yeah. And she, I think so because she would be yeah. exactly what her boyfriends were like. Uh huh. And I think right. I've never seen something that felt more representative of me. So <laughs> I was like, damn, do I need to start making boxes? Like that is really cool. Um, but I think like because of that, the transition back into finding my sense of self again can what is what makes things feel shakier. Well, ending yeah. those relationships would be way harder if you are like, oh, okay, like let me go find myself who I was before this. Mm-hmm. But that's a hard thing too for those of you who are going through a breakup. Like there was a you before yeah. the relationship, and there will be a you after the relationship. Yeah, yeah. The best the best relationships are two equal partners yeah. that are just tag teaming the world and Fuck, building yeah. like, an empire. It's just. <laughs> There you go again. Uh, Building an empire. Yeah, I, you're out of control. Uh, you're out of control. I think it's my king complex. <laughs> fuck you, Nick. But no, I I really do. I agree, and I think that um I think that's a really really great sentiment to kind of transition out on. Is mm-hmm. that like, um my therapist always tells me like, do you have to solve it today? Like, will you be okay today? And most of the time, my answer is yes. So thinking about like. Do I have to solve this today? No, but no, am I? That's a good thing to tell yourself because yeah. I get stuck on stuff right? and I have to like yeah. do it. And I tell myself that a lot. Like 
when things are hard with Millie, when things are hard at work, when I'm going through a transition or ending a relationship, like, do I have to solve it today? No. No. I'll be okay. No, you don't. So. Well, if anybody else has any stories, (laughs) anything they want to talk about, we are open to it. Please DM us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram or traumadramapod at gmail.com. Please, we'd love to hear it and love to talk about it. And if you're also feeling, uh, I want to add one more thing, Nick, if that's okay. Yeah, no, no, go if, for it. Yeah, all out. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And also, if you're feeling impacted by any of the things that we've said on this episode and need resources, additional support, or have feedback for us, um, I can also do my best to provide that in our DMs as well. Yeah, or I was wrong. I know it doesn't happen much, but please correct me. <laughs> Submit your corrections for Nick's outlandishness. Yeah. Well, I mean, the corrections are going to come next. Let's be honest, because our ne- yeah. our closing topic is about to get pretty, yes, pretty fiery. deep cuts and hard hard truths. I love this one. You can take this one away. Oh, okay. Do you want to try it again? Try saying deep cuts and hard truths I, again. Deep cuts and hard truths. <laughs> That was way better. It was way better. Um, Yes. So our deep cuts and hard truths is a segment where we are hoping to dive into hard things that are happening in the world and how, you know, we can respond to them. And I I think that in itself can be a really triggering topic. And I want to dive first into an identity disclaimer before we jump into it. I think Nick and I have said before that we are both um, white presenting, have, I would say, middle to... I lower to middle class <laughs> socioeconomic status. Um, I'll, I'll, speak, for I'll speak for myself. I have lower, yeah. I lower I, class. I have disposable income, so I, I still live paycheck to paycheck. So, um, <laughs> moving on, we hold a lot of privilege in our identities, and so our view on a lot of these um, topics or these deep cuts and hard truths will be biased based on our identities, and want to administer that kind of preface, but also a trigger warning because we're going to be talking about the um new abortion laws that were just released in texas and that and i want to say that we're we're trying to stay like down the middle Mm -hmm. like politically right Mm -hmm. like we're not affiliating with any sides or Mm -hmm. like religious or anything we're we're gonna talk fast speak for yourself (laughs) yeah i know i've wanted to do that like that but being a white male allows me to no I'm, I'm just right down the middle yeah you please. your privilege allows you to have no opinion please like that yeah please leave me alone yes that is exact aren't you glad i prefaced that nick before you said something problematic yeah i appreciate that <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> i will i will be very opinionated and very loud about this issue i would like so, yeah i'm gonna yeah. probably play devil's advocate a little bit mm-hmm. so we might don't hate we me. might end our relationship after this um, yeah, I agree. So moving on for, for our listeners that might need more information, um, I'm pulling up my resources. Um, so I I had to do a little bit of fact checking for myself to make sure that I was up to date um, on this on this new law. Um, so I'm using the New York Times um, answers to questions about the Texas abortion law as a reference and in fact checking myself. So this law prohibits abortions before many women even know that they're pregnant, um, and it's very hard to challenge in the courts. So it is a that was a direct quote from the article, and it's a a law that prohibits abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Even, oh, it like makes me sick to my stomach saying it. Even in the case of rape or incest. Um, Why don't you practice doing this without emotion? Ooh. Try to. It's going to be really, really hard, but we just talked about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. 
I can't. Okay. <laughs> I try. Fuck it. Fuck it. Thanks for listening. That's all we have for That's you. That's it. Hard truth. Kaylee can't do anything without emotion. <laughs> but I I think as as a woman and as a woman who cares so fucking deeply about my reproductive rights and the rights of my body, being able to make choices about reproduction is something that is so fucking important. And um, I appreciate your passion for it. I yeah. do. I was just trying to. <laughs> I don't know. But that's, I mean, it speaks to what you had said earlier too about like you, your privilege lies in not having an opinion on it because it doesn't impact you. So there's, you know, yeah. there's so many things related to racial injustice and violence that we will never understand. There's a lot of things related to ableism that we will never understand. Um, mm-hmm. But like I have always believed in human rights. Basic. Yeah. Human what's rights. that timeline again? I don't think you said it. Six weeks. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So um, it says in the New York Times article, a Texas law banning most abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy went into effect um, on Wednesday last week. So in Texas, you can a woman can get an abortion before six weeks. Yes, but the gestation... When most women don't even know. Yeah, the gestation right? time of pregnancy, you most of the time you find out you're pregnant and it's like you're 10 weeks or 12 weeks yeah. along. Oh, shit, I missed my period twice. Mm-hmm. Like, um. Okay, so who who's determining this? The doctor? Like, oh no, your fetus is older than six weeks. Um, it would. Oh, who determines? Yes, the like length of life of the fetus. Yes, yeah. the the doctors would. But I was gonna say, who determines the law is like the the same the white males who are complaining correct. about not wearing masks correct. because it's against their rights. Right. Uh, correct, correct, because it's a it's a violation of their rights on their bodies. But women, Absolutely. women are not allowed to make choices about their bodies. And I've seen a lot of um, really powerful stances on this issue or on this law. I shouldn't say issue because again, we're trying to be objective on this law um, and relating it to like the beginning of The Handmaid's Tale, like the beginning of a dystopian. I haven't seen it. The beginning of like a dystopian world where women do not have rights over their body and are just vessels for life and um i would hate living in that world (laughs) ignore ignore my facial expression and the tone of my voice i'm being serious (laughs) nick (laughs) (laughs) all right and And that's that's all the time we have again thank you we're out of here I don't need to hear anymore. Tune in next week. My mind's It'll be made just up. me. <laughs> no, I think really though, we can close it out and just dive into like, there's tying it all back into trauma. I think like our show is a lot about how we react to things that happen in the world and in our lives based on the way that we grew up, the things that we've experienced and survived. And I think when things like this happen in the world, it like, it crushes my like my trauma spirit. It trust it it mm-hmm. like crushes my my hope that there can be growth or uh, I couldn't I can't imagine what the what you all women mm-hmm. or anybody who like is does this actually affect like and it does affect me if I was dating a girl mm-hmm. like and I got her pregnant and we weren't ready to mm-hmm. have the kid like it's mm-hmm. just it would be very very sad yeah. if i was like a woman right now mm-hmm. i'm trying to have some empathy for you guys because mm-hmm. it is terrible yeah and it does feel like we're going backwards in society yeah and again i just like want to 
I hate when all these mm-hmm. guys are complaining about wearing a mask because it's violating their rights and then have no problem saying like, oh yeah, but women, you mm-hmm. can't do this. Like, yeah. it's really like, that I think is the perfect like painted picture yeah. of like what politics is like now. Yep. I've seen. So everybody's yes. so fucking oblivious. I've seen a lot of also really powerful um, like things on social media saying that, you know, there's more, <laughs> there's more laws and regulations on women's bodies than there are on guns. Mm. And like, that's crazy. There's more. I don't know about that in California, but like, but it's. In, I agree. But the the power of like this law existing in Texas, right? Like that mm-hmm. makes. Yeah. Right? Yes. I, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, I also think, yes, I, I appreciate those things that that you said, Nick, and um, I think there. But but but. It's okay. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's a touchy subject. It is. And I think I was trying to wrap it all back into to trauma experiences and saying that like um uh, there's so many things. There's so many things. I'm like I think you did a good job. Thank you. I think you I think did a good clo- job. It I made think, sense. Yeah, I think we could close yeah. it and I I want to close and say I'm sending women strength and love and um hope for survivors of assault, hope for survivors of of rape and um incest and all the things that could impact a pregnancy like this and just ugh. what's what's that one thing that i i've been seeing it's like if you're saying a woman can get an abortion after rape mm-hmm. or an assault then you're saying they don't have a right to their body until they're violated it's right? been violated correct mm-hmm. it's been vi- i said that right yeah, okay you did. so well done. okay thank you mm-hmm. so i am here for you girls and mm-hmm. i feel for you and i love you all mm-hmm. um, i do support you so i hate that you said the word girls but i'll let it go I was better than guys. I don't know. You all, <laughs> we, I feel All that us. are impacted by this would be appropriate. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. I'm ending the show. Okay. Great job. Please follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram and TikTok. And you're going to see some show updates, yes. video highlights, and much more. Uh, we're going to upload videos or episodes every Monday and Friday. Tune in for some more. Absolutely. Thank you. Love you, Nick. Love you, too.